Pastor Michael E. Tom. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tom, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eaton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem, or through our Women of the Divine Faith or other Ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the Lord. Just hear us, Father, that we may be able to live this out, to live it out in such a way, Father, that people in the communities, in the neighborhoods, in our homes who want to have what we have, Father, in Jesus' name, want to serve the God that we serve, Father, in Jesus' name, for you would have made us salt and light of the earth father in jesus name father forgive us of our sins wash us and cleanse us we might be in right relationship with you that we today might be in right fellowship with you father that we might hear a word from the lord in jesus name amen and praise the lord amen and praise the Lord. We're so happy you're here today to celebrate the high and holy day into which we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This was a very important time in life of humanity when God sent his only begotten son to save the world. And God is still saving the world. Though many of his soldiers have forgot whose side that they are on. Though many of his soldiers do not know the mission for which they were born unto this earth. Which was to save the world. And it's our job as the church and leaders within this church to remind us of our mission. Bethlehem. And who is him? Amen. And praise Lord. And that's why we want to build this new building as a facility into which we can go into the next generations to make him known. As a place of worship for the next generations to make him known. And we want you to get on, on program with this. If you're not giving to the building fund, we pray that you start to give. Amen. Amen. We only ask $30 a month. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Uh, in Jesus' name. Amen. We are in this month to which we are going to make him known through the Savior. Make him known through the Savior. For that Bible text says, and we've been saying it all week long, or all month long. John 3.16, many of us know this by heart in the King James. This is the NIV, I believe. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God gave a gift. I had one of my members who got a gift, and he he posed the question, should he accept the gift? I said, yes, you should accept the gift. It was given to you. Hello, somebody. Jesus Christ was given to the world. And if you're here today and do not know him, you should accept this gift because it was given to you. And that's why we keep Christ in Christmas because somebody may get saved. Hello, somebody. In a world that is, uh, has Chris, Christmas meaning everything else but Christ. Hello, somebody. It's our job. To make him known through the Savior. Bethlehem. And this is Share the Love Sunday. Into which we remind you of our goal and our task. Is to make him known. 
Today we're going to share a message entitled, God is the one that you can trust. God is the one that you can trust. And, and in Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 38, Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 38, I believe it's four slides on the screen. Let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. Married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. You are highly favored. He's with you. Make me troubled at these words. Wondered what kind of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be. You have found favor with God. See, give birth to a son. And you shall call his name Jesus, Son of the Most High, and the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever, and his kingdom will never end. Asked the angel, since I am a virgin, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One was born, the Son of God. This bit, your relative is going to have a child in her. Able to conceive in the sixth month for all her affair. And the Lord's servants, Mary, fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. And again, we're sharing a message today. God is the one you can trust. God is the one that you can trust. And we want you to know today, as we preach, we're going to preach on around three points. As the Holy Spirit gives us utterance, we're going to let you know that God is the one that you can trust to to do the improbable. Once you know that God is the one that you can trust to to do the important. I want you to know today that God is the one that you can trust to do the impossible. And we want Christians to know today that Christians should trust God to do the impossible. Christians should trust God to do the impossible. Man of Lamentia is a play that debuted, I believe, over 40 or 50 years ago. And in it, it has a song that has been recorded by the likes of Luther Vandross and Frank Sinatra, Roberta Flack, and and others. The song has become more popular than the original play or the movie by the same title. And that song is entitled Impossible Dream, uh, parenthesis, The Quest. And really the play was about a, a knight's quest. A night's quest. And some of you will remember the words of the song that talks about to live the impossible dream. You have to dream the impossible dream. You have to fight the unbeatable foe and you have to bear with unbearable sorrow. You have to run where the brave dare not go and You have to right the unrightable wrong. You have to love with pure and chaste from afar. And you have to try when your arms are too weary. You you have to reach the unreachable star. The best line that I like in the song is that 
You have to go to hell for a heavenly cause. You have to go to hell for a heavenly cause. And I couldn't help but to think that that's really what the Christmas story is about. It's about this impossible dream. And Jesus, the Son of God, had to come to this place where we can define as hell as we know it, but that's a, a greater place that we don't know. But he had to come to hell for a heavenly cause and give his life for the sins of the world. It wasn't a night's quest. It was a Savior's quest. And uh, that's what this holiday season is about. It's about a Savior's quest. A Savior's quest. And it's about trying to mobilize the people of God to realize that that you're still a knight. You're still a soldier for God. And you still have a quest. And that quest is to Bethlehem. And when you leave this place, you have to march into hell for a heavenly cause. Bethlehem. It is our job. The, the, the disciples' quest is to make disciples. He says, go and make disciples of what? Of everyone. Every nation. What, what is a nation? What does a nation look like? Just one color group of people? Hello, somebody. All nationalities, all nations, all. If you want to know whether your, your church is spirit-filled, your church is spirit-filled by, by, by you sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, not only to those that look like you, but those that don't look like you. Hello, somebody. This is a disciple's quest to march into all of these nations. For a heavenly cause. Hello somebody. This story that we focus on today is really a story about trust. And this is why we've entitled it this morning. God is the one that you can trust. uh, Because we have a, a young lady. Who just simply trusts God. Hello somebody. She didn't have to know all the the theological ramifications. She didn't have to know all the physiological ramifications. Uh, God said it. She she had a little question about it, but but that settled it. She just believed God. It was simple. She trusts God. God said it, and I guess he can do it. Hello, somebody. We don't realize today is that if God said it, that's it. You, you, you don't have to try to figure it out. All you have to do is just trust him. God, if God tells us to build a building, which I believe he has, we ain't got to figure out how we're going to do it. All we have to do is just trust him. Hello, somebody. And that's what she did. She, she trusts him to do the impossible. Hello, somebody. It says in verse 31, you will Conceive and give birth to a son and call him Jesus. Hello, somebody. This was implausible. What do you mean? A, a, a virgin birth? What do you mean? You going to use me? Uh, theologians, theologians believe she was a teenager. You going to use little old me? Uh, a little teenager who to you going to trust me with this? Greatest task of, of all times? Hello, somebody. You're you going to trust me with this greatest gift that earth would, would ever know. You're going to trust me. It, it's, it's implausible. Hello, somebody. Me, one me out of, out of more than billions of people to ever live. You're going to trust me? It's implausible. That's what God's trying to get some of you to understand. If I tell you, just trust me. Don't you know God can do the implausible? Hello, somebody. Some things we don't think he can do. 
Hello, somebody. And, and, and we can't put our, 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 with these little minds, our minds behind a virgin birth. And some people try to explain it away because uh, they can't think it away. They don't know how it could happen. But if, if you know the God that I serve, you know that when he began in Genesis, he said something. Hello, somebody. And when he said something, it created something out of nothing. Hello, somebody. That's, that's what they say, ex nihilo. He, 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 he just spoke it and it was. He spoke to nothing and it was. Hello, somebody. Now, if he can speak to nothing and it was, then surely. Hello, somebody. He can speak to a womb and it was. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Let me say that again. Especially you theologians trying to understand and want to explain away the virgin birth. Want to to say that, oh, that Joseph was the real daddy. And you want to have all this baby mama drama. And you say, well, really, it was no, Joseph was not that baby daddy. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. The Holy Spirit came upon her. And and who, by the way, is the Holy Spirit? Hello, somebody. The third person in the Trinity. Hello, somebody. God himself came upon her. And and, 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 and it was because he is God. The implausible. He, oh, the angel told her it would happen. And guess what? It happened. Hello, somebody. And it wasn't just something, uh, uh, something that, that, that they did then in Sunday school. We talked about 700 years ago. Y'all was in Isaiah 9, but this is Isaiah 7, seven 700 years ago where God uh, foretold or prophesied what would happen. And what did he say? Oh, it says in Isaiah 7, verse 14, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Okay. He says, this is a sign. That's why it's different. This is a sign. What is the sign? What? The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son. And what? Call him what? Emmanuel. First of all, let's look at this sign. Wait a minute. Virgin and birth should never come together. Hello, somebody. It, 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 it don't belong together. It's, 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 it, it, it's not correct. It's not correct for, in philosophy. It's not correct gram, 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 grammar. You, you cannot, uh, a virgin cannot give birth. Wait a minute. Uh, it just don't happen that way. Hello, somebody. Uh, I know that little girl that you got pregnant. Uh, hello, somebody. Oh, if she, uh, that you got pregnant and young age she didn't tell you that it was God hello somebody she told you it was you hello somebody hello somebody <laughs> she took you on Maury and they, and they gave the results and what guess what yes you that baby daddy hello somebody <laughs> oh I believe that if they were to give a DNA if we had that kind of science around they, they would see the DNA that they would only find one uh Strand of human DNA, and that would be Mary's. Hello, somebody. And it would confound them to say, wait a minute, how could this happen? Only one strand. Oh, you talked about the lineage. Oh, but he had the lineage on, on Mary's side and on Joseph's side, but only had one strand in the DNA, and that was Mary's side. Oh, because what? God is bigger than any DNA. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. He, he is the only one that can say, Oh, a virgin can give birth. And he said it because it would be a sign. Again, there were many signs in Jesus' life. This was the first sign. Oh, that he would be born the son of God. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. It was implausible. It's unthinkable. You can't think about it. You, you've got to know who God is to know something like that could happen. Uh, you've got to have been around and prayed and have faith enough to believe that because uh, this kind of stuff blows your mind. Hello, somebody. You can't even figure out how uh, a wind that's invisible can begin to get at 70 degrees and blow stuff away. But yet, uh, you never say that. Oh, 
whoa, because I don't see the wind that the wind don't exist. Hello, somebody. Yeah, the wind exists. It's just impossible. You can't, you don't know how it exists, but because you feel it, hello, somebody, because it huffed and puffed and blowed your house down. Hello, somebody, blowed your canopy down. Hello, somebody, then you know. Hello, somebody. It's implausible. Hello, somebody. A virgin would, would, would give birth. And God says this would be a sign. And 700 years before this little girl came on the scene, it says, uh, this is what I want you to call him. What? Emmanuel. What does that mean to you? God is with us. Emmanuel, folk have been asking, oh, where was God? Oh, when those little babies died, oh, in the schoolhouse. Oh, and I like to say, God is where he was. He was on the throne, seated on the throne. Oh, but you say, if that was a God, he wouldn't, he wouldn't allow this to happen. Oh, but I tell you, oh, God didn't allow it to happen. We allowed it to happen because we live in a society where evil can't exist. Without question, we live in a society where some theologians are talking about how we've been killing babies for years. Hello, somebody. We call that an abortion. When you don't want to have a baby daddy, what you do? You go out and give an, and get a divorce, abortion. Hello, somebody. And you kill that baby. Millions of babies each year. Hello, somebody. Oh, we've created a place where evil can't exist. Oh, and we've, we've decided now oh to back uh, gay marriage hello somebody I don't back gay marriage I don't back uh, adulterous marriages and in other words uh, people who are married uh, and they cheat on their wives I don't back polygamy oh those who want to cheat with their wives right before them are cheap I don't I don't hello somebody we've created a world that's so evil oh that God says uh, don't blame me uh, you kicked me out of the schools back in the 60s uh, don't blame me. You kicked me out of your home. Oh, a long time ago. Don't blame me now. Now you want to blame me. You want to blame me and you won't call on my name. You want to blame me and my own people will not call on my name. Oh, we all have been guilty of, uh, of what Sunday school teacher talked about. Oh, that kind of worship of America of killing our kids. Oh, we don't even take care of the kids that we do have. Hello, somebody. That's why most of our kids uh, are in prison right now because daddies uh, don't take care of their baby boys anymore. And if you take the man out of the family, hello somebody, oh, then your whole child's life, uh, oh, is that safe because uh, most of those that are in prison don't have daddies. Uh, most of those baby girls uh, that are getting pregnant out of wedlock don't have daddies. Uh, most of those our society lay waste uh, because of our own evil nature but now you want to blame God you can't blame God oh you better turn and look at yourself in the mirror it's the man in the mirror that has caused this it's my own evil oh it's my own chickens that have come to roost because I live an evil and wicked life but God says as I said last week that if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray hello somebody and turn from their wicked ways then what uh, then will I hear from heaven and God will heal the land if you don't know that if you didn't know that before that Friday our land needed healing a long time ago hello somebody all these killers was happening a long time ago hello somebody hello somebody hello somebody I don't blame God now hello somebody you're reaping what happens when you allow sin to run rapid. Hello, somebody. We're becoming more like Sodom and Gomorrah on a daily basis. We're making evil look like it's normal. Like it's normal. No, it's not normal. It's up to us as a church to be the salt and the light of this generation. Oh, we've got to stand up and be that light. Stand up and be that salt that can preserve our nation that can preserve our families uh, that can preserve our church uh, hello somebody hello
hello somebody and if we do God can still do the implausible he can turn this thing around I say he can turn our nation around he still can do it today because he has the power the power again to make something out of nothing the power to add something oh and nothing together and get something like Jesus hello somebody hello somebody it was implausible hello somebody and God is saying today Oh, today to remind us, uh, you one, you asking where God was. Uh, oh, God is saying I am. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, my name was Emmanuel 2,000 years ago. My name is God is with, uh, and God is with. Uh, hello, somebody. But don't you know that God is polite? Hello, somebody. Don't you know that all parts of God is polite? Oh, the Holy Spirit on the inside of you uh, is not going to force you to do anything. Uh, hello, somebody. He's given you uh, and other folk a free will. Uh, oh, hello, somebody. And if you want to take your free will and do it for wickedness, uh, oh, you're going to reap uh, what you've sown uh, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. But God is still with us. Hello, somebody. God is still with us. And he's supposed to be using us as the church. Hello, somebody. To be the salt and the light and to let the world know that God is with us. God cares. God loves. But God also judges. Especially those whom he loves. Hello, somebody. It was, it was implausible. You don't give birth. A virgin giving birth birth. Hello somebody. I'm so glad Joseph was a righteous man and I'm so glad his name don't mean Pastor Eton because if she would have told me that I said yeah you think I'm Willie Fufu or somebody. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you've been like us. Oh wait a minute. He'd have been like us. Let me get us all. He'd have been like this. What do you mean? He's about to do something no. Hello, somebody. That's a curse word to a lot of religious folk. Say, now, Mary, uh, God ain't never did that before. Hello, somebody. The closest we got back, we got back. He, you know, he 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 got the mud and he put the mud together and braid in the mud. But he he ain't ever done that before, Mary. Hello, somebody. How how, how can you say this is of God? Hello, somebody. I said, oh, no, nah, uh-uh. That's uh-uh. No, no, no. <laughs> I'd have been calling divorce court. Hello, somebody. Who's the divorce court judge? One of them. <laughs> judge Judy, Judge Mathis, Judge somebody. No, uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, no, no. God probably could have gave me a dream. I would have said, no, 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 God, uh, I don't believe that. That was gas. <laughs> but I'm so glad that these two were righteous people and could take God at his word and, and could allow God to do something new, to, to do a sign. Hello, son. It was impossible. Hello, somebody. And they trusted him. He trusted what God was doing and she trusted what God was doing. And they came together and allowed God to do the implausible. Hello, somebody. Not only that, we have to trust God not only to do the implausible, we've got to trust God to do the important. Verse 32 says, and uh, he will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. Oh, it says that he will be great. Hello, somebody. And he will be called the son of the most high. Hello, somebody. Don't miss that. The son of the most high. Hello, somebody. Who's the most high? God is. You can't get no higher than God. Hello, somebody. God is the most high. Hello, somebody. And he was, oh, the son of the most high. He was the son of God. But when he told the Pharisees that, they wanted to stone him. Hello, somebody. Because they thought he had lost his mind. Talking about he's been the son of God. They didn't believe. 
believe uh, that it was a virgin birth. Uh, that's why they had those rumors huh, uh, uh, about him. They believed that, uh, oh, they believed that it was some kind of military person that could have uh, done that. But Joseph stood up to come and be, be the self. No, that's a lie from the pit of hell. It was a virgin birth and it was important. He was son of the most high and the Lord. But not only that, the Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. Hello, somebody. That's what those prophecies was about, about how the Messiah would be. A son of David. Hello, some. That's why those lineages are important, as we learned at Sunday school. And they could chase his lineage back to who? To David. Oh, uh, the Sunday school teacher told that you could trace it back. Oh, to Abraham. Hello, somebody. Oh, so that there would be no question. And this was important because of what he would be proven to be the Messiah. He would be proven to be the Son of God. Because the son of God was the only somebody that could come to this earth and live a perfect life. You see, if you didn't know anything about oh, the Jewish system of old where the sacrifice, in order to sacrifice something to God, oh, it had to be perfect. They needed a perfect lamb. You couldn't give God a half perfect sacrifice like we do today. Some of us give God a half perfect sacrifice and that sacrifice today is us and God says today of the church oh I wish that you were hot or cold but you are lukewarm and he wants to spill you out hello somebody because you're giving a half sacrifice it's not a perfect not a perfect offering hello somebody it had to be perfect so the, so Jesus had to come on the scene and prove that he was who he was the son of the most the son of God, the son of David, oh, the son of Abraham, he had to come here and live a perfect life. I said he had to live a perfect life, which means he could not sin because if he would have sinned, oh, he would no longer be the perfect sacrifice for the sins of the world. Hello, somebody, that may not mean much to you, you Christians, but in Judaism, that means a whole lot. He had to be perfect. Oh, I said he had to be perfect. And he came and he lived that perfect life. You mean Jesus was perfect. I don't believe that. Jesus must cuss somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Let's, let's, let's look at the record. What did he say from the cross? Father, forgive them. What? For they know not what they do. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody going through the worst agony of his life. Hello, somebody. And an agony really shows us who we really are. Hello, somebody. Pain really shows us who we really are. When you get a person in pain and you talk to them, hello, somebody, or you try to interact with them, hello, somebody, they may cuss you because, not because of you, but because of the pain that they're going through. Hurt people, hurt people. That little boy, oh, who killed those kids was hurt. And hurt people, hurt people. Hello, somebody, and any other person that decides to, oh, take a gun and kill millions or, or, or to kill folk, they are hurt. Hurt people, hurt people. What's on the end? inside of them is going to come on the outside of him but Jesus in his hurt what did he do ask for your forgiveness hello somebody hello somebody hello somebody he had to be this was the most important task on planet earth what you mean he didn't cuss nobody he didn't lie he didn't cheat not one time hello somebody not one time. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Not not one. He, he, now, now, he didn't look and lust. Now, after all, he was a man. Hello, somebody. He was more than man. God and man. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. That's how perfect he was. That's how important this was. Hello, somebody. And you've got to trust him in that. Samuel chapter 2 verse uh, uh, 2 Samuel 7 12 says 
And when your days are over and you rest with your fathers, I will rise up your offspring to succeed you who will come from your own body and I will establish his kingdom. Another prophecy of who Jesus would be. An offspring. Hello, somebody. And this was the most important thing. As a matter of fact, this is the most important message still on planet Earth. But we as a church are not sharing that message. In a time of the most darkness of our nation. We still are not sharing the message. Don't you know that this is an important message? The most important message. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. God is calling us to take that message back with us and and let folk know who Jesus really is. That's why I say, well, I don't have nothing against Santa Claus, but Santa Claus can't save you. I have nothing against Rudolph, but Rudolph can't save you. I don't have nothing against a white Christmas, but a white Christmas ain't going to save you. Hello, somebody. This message about Jesus is important. And the devil has put so many other messages on during this time that we can't even get the message out. Hello, somebody. Movies are no longer about Jesus and Mary anymore. About family. Hello, somebody. Goodwill to mankind. Hello, somebody. Don't you know mankind is evil? Hello, somebody. Don't you know that the Bible says we were all born in sin? Hello, somebody, which means we're capable of the most wicked act imaginable. All of us. Hello, somebody. And we're talking about goodwill to man. Hello, somebody. You can't be good to man unless you got Jesus on the inside of you. Hello, somebody. And you can't tell them the most important message on the world in the world unless you've got Jesus on the inside of you. This is important. And we've got to trust God. Got to trust him. Open our mouths. Trust God. Hey, preacher, I'm not a preacher. I don't know how to share. Trust God. Hadn't he done something for you? That's why, you know, anything that sells anything in our day and time, they usually use a testimony. A testimonial. It's the most, the, 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 the greatest selling tool of mankind is a testimonial. Having somebody, oh, who's used this product and say, this product works for me. And guess what? It can work for you. Uh, I look at us as a church. We've got the greatest product uh, on planet Earth. Hello, somebody. The old folk used to say, can't nobody do me like Jesus. Hello, some The greatest product uh, on planet Earth. Uh, but we won't share. We won't give our testimony about what Jesus did for us. Hello, somebody. Somebody up in here said, I should have been dead. That's your testimony. Why you should have been dead? Because you lived a wicked and dangerous life, but Jesus saved me. And guess what? He can save you too. Uh, Oh, and other folk uh, say, I should have been dead. Uh, Oh, and you said, did you you live a wicked and evil life? No, I didn't live a wicked and evil life. Uh, I was like that son that didn't, uh, oh, that didn't leave home. I was the other son in the story that stayed at home but still didn't know who the father was. Hello, somebody. I was religious, but God saved me from religion. Hello, somebody up in here needs to get saved from religion. Oh, and if you don't know Jesus, you really don't have a religion at all. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Just because you've been hanging around the church this long. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. We've got to share this. This is important. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, this message is important. In Jesus' name. So they had to trust God to do the implausible. They had to trust God to do the important. But also they had to trust God to do the impossible. Says uh, 34 says, how will this be? Mary as the angel. Since what? I am a virgin. That's 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 the question that she asked. How would this be? Hello, somebody. Since I'm a virgin, and, and don't you know that the angel used the testimonial to help her to believe? 
Hello, somebody. The angel said that. Oh, now, now, they, now this has been prophesied 700 years ago. He, should, he could have said that, um, that this would be a sign. But what he did, he gave a testimony. He said, Elizabeth, who's, who's your relative, who, who's a woman in old age, and folks said that she would never give birth. Unable. Hello, somebody. Impossible. She's so old. It's impossible. Hello, somebody. This was long before in vitro fertilization. This was long before that little blue pill that folk like to pop. Hello, somebody. It was long before all of that. Hello, somebody. It was long before surrogacy. Hello, somebody. And she would, and God would do the impossible and enable her who had no children at a young age to bore a child. Hello, somebody. At an old age. Verse 36 says, even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her, what, old age. And she was said to be, what, unable to conceive. Is in her, what, six months. Hello, somebody. Uh, Trust God to do the impossible. This whole birth about Jesus. It, it, all of it is impossible. Hello, somebody. It was impossible for a virgin to give birth. It was impossible for an older lady in old age to, to give birth and have a natural birth. This was a natural birth there. It was a natural birth. Really, it was a supernatural birth. God helped out. Hello, somebody. But there may be a, a, a wife or uh, listening and wants to give birth to a child. It, it, this is something you need to reflect on. You see, God can help you to, to, to conceive. Hello, somebody. You better learn how to pray. You better learn who the God is that you serve uh, because he can do it. Uh, in Jesus' name, he can do the impossible. Hello, somebody. A Christian should, should never live or give, give up hope. Oh, he can do the impossible. This shouldn't be a time of year where you're down and you're sad and you feel like it. You never have a friend. God can do the impossible. He can do the impossible. He can do the impossible. Hello, somebody. It's, it's impossible for us to build that building, but guess what? God can do the impossible. Hello, somebody. It may be impossible, but I know it's important. Hello, somebody. And because of that, I believe God. Guess what? Whether you give or not. Hello, somebody. Because in this text, oh, one man had to give an offering. Okay. <laughs> you hear? You had, one man had to give an offering. But then in Mary's case, what? That man didn't have to give an offering. <laughs> Hello, somebody. You see, God's program will go on. Oh, with your help or without your help. God can do the impossible with your help or without your help. God will do what he said he would do in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, are you going to help him? Because you can't hinder him. Hello, somebody. You can sit down all you want. You can stop going to church because you don't like the direction that the church is going in. We don't need no new church. We can't feel the one that we got. Hello, somebody. But if God says it, uh, that settles it. uh, And I trust him. Uh, I believe uh, that more folk uh, are going to get saved. Uh, That's what I believe. Uh, And I believe uh, that he's going to use that new building uh, to be a place, uh, a new labor room, uh, a spiritual labor room. uh, where more folk can get saved in Jesus' name. Oh, in this text, he was trying to save the world. He was trying to save you. He was trying to save me. Oh, and I believe, oh, that he's still the God. Oh, yesterday that he is today. Hello, somebody. It's important. Hello, somebody. It may be implausible. Hello, somebody. It may be impossible. Hello, but it's important. And I trust God to do the impossible. Hello, somebody. Verse 37 says what? For no word from the Lord will ever fail. Ooh, that's deep. No word from the Lord will ever fail. That's the NIV. Uh, Oh, uh, the other text says uh, that nothing is impossible. With God. Hello, somebody. 
Nothing is impossible with God. His word cannot fail. If he says it, that settles it, and that's it. Oh, if he said we're going to have a new building, that settles it. If he says that there's going to be revival in this place, that settles it. Oh, if he says that it will be, then guess what? It's going to be whether you believe it or not, whether you help him or not. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, God can do the impossible. As a matter of fact, he already has done it in Jesus' name. Give God a hand clap of praise up in here, up in here. No word from the Lord will ever fail. And that's why I can trust him. Hello, somebody. If I have a word from the Lord, I, I can trust him. Y'all said this in Sunday school, and we talked about this on Wednesday night. The Mayans said that the world was supposed to end on Friday. Hello, somebody. And, and you know, I think I heard Deacon Melvin say, quote this verse, that what, no man, know the day, nor the hour, when the Son of Man shall come. Hello, somebody. God says it, and guess what? That settled it. For me, I didn't have, I didn't think another thing about it. Hello, somebody. What? The, the word said that the angels don't know. Hello, somebody. Even even Jesus don't know. Ooh, that's deep. Ooh, that's deep. Now, if, if the angels and Jesus don't know, who am I? Hello, somebody. And I trust in His word. And, 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 and I did not oh wake up wondering if it was the end of the world as we know it hello somebody as I stood on his word he said it that settles it that makes it easy for me but statistics tells us that one in ten people believed it hello somebody that's what the statistic told us one in ten people believed that lie hello somebody I remember Last year, when they was talking about it, it was going to be the end of the world. And this man gave away or sold all of his. He was a, he got over a hundred thousand dollars because he thought it was the end of the world. He was he was ready for the. And I said, well, if somebody predicts it, then it can't be the end of the world because nobody knows it. Hello, somebody. So if I predict that the world is going to end tomorrow, guess what? The world can't end tomorrow because nobody can know it. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. If God says, says it, that settles it, and that's it. Hello, somebody. And we've got some folks, some Christian folks, that are not living by the word of God. Oh, if God says that I need to be married, then that settles it, and that's it. Oh, and if there's knucklehead, don't want to get married, guess what? He don't need to be in a relationship with me. Hello, somebody. If she don't want to get married, then she don't need to be in a relationship with me. Oh, he don't want to get married, and then, oh, because in a relationship, guess what? They're going to try to get common with you. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. You know what common mean? They're going to try to worship. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. No, 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 no. God says I should be married before you worship that way or we worship that way. Hello, somebody. Before we get common that way and God said it, that settles it. You don't want to get married? Guess what? Holler at you. Hello, somebody. Now, I'm not telling you to say that on the first date, you know, because you ain't trying to, you don't even know them yet. Hello, somebody. <laughs> but you got to let them know you have a standard. I know all these other girls are giving it up. I know all these other boys are giving it up. But hey, God's word says it and that settles it for me. I, I know, I know what the world is saying. Uh, oh, oh, the Mormons are saying we can have more than one wife, Reverend. Hello, somebody. I didn't know that. Ooh, I can do that. Yeah, I don't think Sister Eton gonna buy that. <laughs> but you say, but you say, Reverend David and Solomon had more than one wife. Hello, somebody. And David and Solomon were punished for having more than one wife. 
Hello, somebody. Because God told him not to go and to, uh, uh, to, to do the tr- traditions that kings would have when they went into the promise. But they went their own way. And don't you know, that's the reason David was under punishment and judgment. He had not uh, self-disciplined him that self uh, so much so that when he walked uh, across that roof and saw that woman, he was so used to having what he wanted. He couldn't have what he wanted. And he did evil. And God put a sword in his life and in his family's life from then on. Hello, somebody. And this was a man that the Bible said earlier in his life that he was a man after God's own heart. But it don't matter. If you don't obey him today, guess what? You're going to be punished for him. Hello, no, no matter who, he, who you are, he's not a respecter of person. It may seem like you're getting away with it. David thought that he got away with it. Oh, and the, the prophet came and he told a story. The prophet said and, and, and said it in a way that he could understand it. And the man that got the little sheep, he loved the little sheep, took care of that little sheep. And this man that had all these sheep oh, came and took. And David said, that man should die. And then the prophet said, that man is you, preacher or king. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. We got to do what God's word says and that settles it. Even if it makes it seem like it's impossible. He said, preacher, I ain't going to ever get married. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Preacher, I ain't going to ever be faithful, you know. You know, I grew up in the old days, you know, um, I'm from the hood, West Town. You know, we all got our wives, but, you know, we got our girlfriends on the side, preacher. Hello, some, you know, you know how we did it back in the old school, you know, you know. Hello, somebody. I don't care what the culture is doing. If God says it. That settles it. If it puts you in a place where it seems that it's going to be impossible for you to overcome, guess what? You better stay there. Hello, somebody. If you think it's impossible for you to get a a mate, you better stay there. Hello, somebody. Trust God. That's what I don't get about people. If God is everything that he says he is, none of us should be in an impossible situation. Yeah, you think it's impossible. Oh, it ain't impossible. Whatever you're going through, it ain't impossible. Yes, you have an access to God that you serve. Hello, somebody. And you've got to be faithful. You've got to keep his word. And if he says it like Mary, that shadows it. Hello, somebody. And let Jesus grow up in your life. Hello, somebody. Oh, let me say that. Let let Jesus grow up in your life. Hello, somebody. In other words, get to know him. Hello, somebody. And when you know him, you'll know who he is. Like Mary did. Hello, somebody. Before time, before he was a minister, before he got into ministry, oh, his mother Mary knew who he was. She had a problem. And, And what did she tell him? Do what he says. <laughs> it's an impossible situation. Just do what he says. Hello, somebody. Just do what he says. And when you do what he says, guess what? Oh, it can happen for you. You can overcome. It'll work out for you. Oh, you, you can overcome this impossible situation. Oh, and it will work out. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor, it's going to work out for you, but you got to do what he says. And it can work out for America. But America has to do what he says. Hello, somebody. You've got to turn back to God. As I said last Sunday, usually tragedies used to put people back into the house of the Lord. But tragedies don't do that anymore. Hello, somebody. Because we're living in a generation where they don't know anything about God. And we've come a people who don't say anything about God. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Uh, Dr. Tony Evans called secret agent Christians. Hello, somebody. We, we secret agents. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And what Brother Bill said this morning... Everybody's coming out of the closet. But the Christians. Hello, somebody. Everybody's coming out. That's when I get mad. Everybody's coming out of the closet. Hello, somebody. But but the Christians. 
Come out, come out, come out. Wherever you are. Hello, somebody. That's what we used to say. When we was a child, we, we, played, we played hide and seek. And we couldn't, hello, we couldn't find them. Come out, come out. Wherever you are. I don't know where you are. But you need to come out so we can move on. <laughs> Bethlehem. Bethlehem. It's up to us to literally save the world. Wow. God has placed this message with us. That's what Christmas is about. Christ's birth is about saving the world. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And when he died on that cross, it wasn't Mary. Hello, somebody. At least not for him. It became Mary for me because I would give my life to Jesus Christ because he died for my sins. It's, it's, it's Mary for me. But, it, you know, people say salvation is free. Salvation ain't free. Hello, somebody. It costs the son of the most high. One of the ways you want to know something is valuable is that if it's rare. If it's rare, it becomes more valuable. Not common things are not valuable. Rare things are valuable. And Jesus was son of the most high. Can you produce that? So salvation wasn't free. It cost immeasurably. We can't even put a cost on that. Hello, somebody. And, and again, salvation ain't even free for you. That's why we, you know, we got easy believism this, to, to, in these day and times. No, it costs you everything to be saved. Hello, somebody. It costs you everything. Hello, somebody. You, you've got to deny yourself and you've got to come out to him. It, 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 and, and it still costs that much today. One priest said, God has a right to change your address. It costs. Hello, somebody. Yeah. Hello, somebody. It, it costs me everything to be here. You just got up and came to church. It costs me everything to be here. I had to give up my family, my friends, my church. Hello, somebody. Everything that I had, everything that I loved. Hello, somebody. To be here. Hello, somebody. And it should cost you that same much. Everything that you are, everything that you, you just, uh, some of you are dealing with a calling right now. Don't you know you ain't got a choice? It costs you. Hello, somebody. You don't have a choice. You think you, you think I had a choice? Now, I, I could try to have a choice. I'd be like Jonah. Hello, somebody. Beat down. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. It costs you everything. Hello, somebody. And a Christian, it costs, it costs you your tongue to share the gospel. It costs you your lifestyle to be a good messenger. Hello, somebody. Because you can't share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and you look like the devil. Hello, somebody. Ain't nobody going to believe your message. Hello, somebody. Folks don't want to be at the church because of the people that's in the church. The hypocrites. Hello, somebody. That's directly opposite of what we should be. Folks should want to come to the church because they know there's some authentic people who live for God at the church. Hello, somebody. Who really gave their life to Jesus Christ and it cost them everything. Everything. It cost them their singleness. It cost them their marriage. It cost them their money. A dime on a dollar. Come on now. Is that much? I call that God's minimum wage. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. But don't you know it costs you everything? He just asked for a dime. It costs you everything. The whole book. The bank book. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Everything it costs. This message, people, is important. And it's up to us to trust God. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. Trust God. Christians should trust God to do 
the impossible. Deacons, will you come? Saints are praying. Saints are praying. Eyes are closed. Heads are bowed. I'm going to start this by saying that Jesus had to trust God in that garden of Gethsemane. He had to trust God in that garden of Gethsemane. And when he trusts God, he had to say, Lord, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And that's what many of us Christians don't realize. That's, that's the prayer that we pray every day. The disciples' prayer says that thy will be done and thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Don't you know? You don't get to make your own choices. Jesus had to die. And he did die. He lived that perfect life. He he prayed that prayer, got up out of his prayer closet, went and was crucified for crimes that he didn't commit as he was on his way to die for the sins of the world. They crucified him. They mocked him. They scorned him. They put a cross on his back and led him through the streets of Jerusalem. Even in that, Jesus was trusting God. Jesus trust God to that hill called Golgotha when they nailed him to the cross. Jesus was trusting God. He, God wanted it to done. He said it. That settles it. And he was hung up between two thieves. And Jesus had to trust God on that cross. It was from that cross that we see his pure heart as he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. They did not know that this was important. They did not know who he was. They didn't know. Jesus finally gave up his ghost because they couldn't take it away. He died for the sins of the world. He died for you and me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. He died that day. They took him off the cross and put him in a tomb and The Bible says that he stayed there the first day, stayed there the second day. But on the third day, he got up with all power in his hands. On the third day, he finished his mission for mankind. He finished the reason why he was born to die for the sins of the world. If you're here today and don't know Jesus, accept this gift at Christmas time. This gift, the most important gift, if God gave you the gift, the least you can do is unwrap it. Don't reject the gift today. Give your life to Jesus Christ. Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms and his terms is Jesus Christ the Bible said for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God but the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners Christ died God's only son God's love Christ died for us So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family. And that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love. Believe by faith that you've been born to 
the household of faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Falls Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. And if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family. Because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. And you must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home. And put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Lee Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life. But we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. This is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms, and we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page. Or uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality. And that's where you can give to the building and we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did it. he raised his funds it was just people ordinary everyday people $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed I think that's God and I believe God can do it for us and we want you to give once again now if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to vision to reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state of the arts, build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.